The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This is the third episode in our three-part year in review series. Today, a look at September through to December 2020. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Larissa Moore. As per the previous two episodes, Larissa, this series has given us a chance to take a moment and remember 2020 in all its glory. Or in all its unprecedentedness, but we'll also (laughs) be jumping into the Squiz Today email and whip through what squizzes we're clicking on each month because it's always nearly something wacky and gives us a bit of light relief as we go through the year. Yeah. All right, September through to right now, we're coming at you. Cue the music, Kate. Let's do it. Looking at the very first edition of the Squeeze Today email in September, the lead story, Larissa, was news that Cheng Lei, a high-profile Australian television anchor for the Chinese government's English news channel, had been detained in Beijing. What she'd been accused of was suspected criminal activities endangering national security. She remains in detention to this day. All of this played into what was becoming an increasingly frayed relationship with China. And that was definitely a big theme of the month with lots of back and forth about our exports, particularly at this time about our wine. China was claiming that Australia was dumping it, which means they were accusing Australia of exporting something at a price that is lower than they could sell it at home. And that's a claim that Australia continues to deny to this day. Towards the end of the month, the Australian Financial Review and the ABC evacuated their journalists out of China. And to this day, we have no Australian reporters now in China. Yeah, and September was when the government upgraded its travel advice to do not travel to China. Not something we could do anyway because Mm. of COVID restrictions. But this advice was on top of that. So much more about the political risk than the health implications. Meanwhile, in Victoria, it was the 6th of September when the Victorian government released their five-step roadmap to reopening. But that was all to come. At this time, Victoria remained very much in lockdown. And more problems were brewing for the nation. Economically speaking, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg revealed the biggest quarterly decline in economic growth on record and confirmed that we were in our first recession for 29 years. It wasn't a huge surprise, Mm. but still, it was pretty sobering to actually hear those words. Yeah, outside Australia, a bit was going on, particularly in the US, with news that on the 18th of September, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died. Yeah, that was a huge deal there because of the role of the US Supreme Court. Basically, it keeps a check on the power of the president and governments, and replacements are nominated by the president, so in an election year and so close to an election, Mm. who Donald Trump would seek to a point was really highly speculated on. More on that in October. Still in the US, the US Open was on Larissa. Tennis is your domain. (laughs) Yep, it was the first major tennis event since January's Aussie Open. It looked very different to a normal tournament. No crowds, no media, players having to fetch their own sweaty towels. Mm. Austria's Dominic team won the men's and Naomi Osaka took out the women's title. And remember, she was using her face masks to highlight the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, that's right. Was that also when Novak Djokovic accidentally 
hit a tennis ball into a ball boy. Yes. Ball woman. And got suspended from the tournament. That's right. Unprecedented. And September finished off with some tough COVID news. And that was that the world had recorded 1 million deaths from the virus. Yeah, definitely big numbers. As to what squizzes were clicking on, and this one was a real standout this month, it was a wedding announcement in a US paper that went through how a couple had met. This was read by the man's ex-wife and confirmed what she'd suspected all along and that he had been cheating. Yeah, the dates in the wedding announcement of when he met his new wife and when he was still with his ex-wife overlapped. So very publicly, he was found out. As always, links to the most click stories of the month are in your episode notes. On to October. October, Larissa, remember when Donald Trump got COVID? That was the start of October. Oh, gosh, it was, as did, of course, First Lady Melania Trump. It was downplayed by the White House and he was released from the hospital just three days after being admitted. He took that car ride around the hospital to thank supporters. He then went on to make an appearance at a press conference at the White House where he told his fellow Americans to get out there and don't let it dominate you. Yeah, not to be forgotten also in October are the presidential debates. The first one was actually on the 29th of September, but the second one was the 22nd of October. So we'll bundle them together. Of course, there was supposed to be three, but the middle one was canned due to Trump having COVID. And if you recall, the first one was described as many things, but these few quotes really do sum it up. A hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. Mm. Another one was an immoral swamp of misbehavior. Some strong words. Yeah. Another was, you were wildly out of control and incoherent was a a (laughs) key theme. As for the second debate, officials introduced microphone muting, so it was a slightly less dramatic affair. But leaving the US now and over the ditch, Jacinda Ardern was returned as Prime Minister. Meanwhile, at home, the ACT held an election with Andrew Barr of the Labor Party returned. Also in politics, October was when New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian's personal life became very public. Yep, it was her close personal relationship with disgraced former MP Daryl Maguire that was the subject of an anti-corruption hearing with calls for her resignation. But as we know, she lived to fight another day. She's had a big year, hasn't she? Mm -hmm. Staying on premiers under pressure, Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews in October was feeling the heat of the inquiry into the origins of the outbreak down there. And that was when Chris Eccles, the head of the premier's department, resigned. That's right. And while all that was bubbling along, restrictions were starting to ease for Victorians. On the 26th of October, Daniel Andrews stood up and declared that now is the time to open up. Now is the time to congratulate every single Victorian for staying the course. And that's because Victoria had recorded zero new coronavirus cases and zero deaths. Lots of talk that day about donuts and double donuts. Yep. A few other bits and pieces in the US. Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed by the Senate to be appointed to the US Supreme Court. She was sworn in at a ceremony which eventually was found to be a COVID super spreading event. That's right. Over in France, the horrific news of a terrorist attack in a school in the country's north when teacher Samuel Paddy was killed by an Islamist extremist. The royals, though, Larissa, never fail to provide some light relief, it seems. 
and it was needed this month. But the most clicked link of October were official photos from the Danish royal family of Prince Christian's 15th birthday. That is, of course, our, you know, very own Mary Donaldson's eldest son. Princess Mary's eldest son, that's right. And not to be forgotten, we finally had some sports finals in October. It was a clean sweep for Melbourne. The Melbourne Storm took out the NRL title. Richmond went back-to-back in the AFL and in the netball, the Melbourne Vixens took home their first Suncorp Super Netball title. Nothing like final season to start to make things feel sort of normal again. So true. And then we head into November. November wasn't that long ago, Larissa, so much of this might be fresh in our mind. For example, the US election. Finally. I think that's seared into the memory of 2020. Yeah. The long lead up and then, of course, the drama around the outcome. But yes, it was November that Joe Biden was elected president of the United States. Not according to Donald Trump, though, of course. He's still disputing the results. Meanwhile, in November, there was a significant coronavirus breakthrough. Drug companies Pfizer and BioNTech announced their vaccine can prevent more than 90% of people from getting COVID-19. After extensive testing, it was the first to be considered effective. Really great news. Mm. The Morrison government confirmed it had secured 10 million doses of that vaccine. Yeah, over in Hong Kong, November was when more of its autonomy was taken away, with Beijing giving itself new powers to oust members of the territory's legislative council. And that was those that they deem unpatriotic and dangerous to national security. That basically means any pro-democracy campaigners or those who support an independent Hong Kong. And meanwhile, in Australia, Prime Minister Scott Morrison was warning Australians that a report into alleged war crimes by some members of Australian Special Forces in Afghanistan would be very difficult and disturbing. And when it was released a week later, it was just that. Yeah, the Brereton Report, as it's known, identified 36 incidents that could be classified as war crimes involving 25 Australian soldiers from the Special Air Services, the SAS, and 2nd Commando Regiments. Back to COVID though, never far away is it this year. Mm. Just as Victoria was starting to look a bit normal, South Australia had their COVID scare with a cluster of COVID-19 cases starting in the northern suburbs. The state was thrown into the toughest lockdown measures seen yet. Luckily though, things weren't as bad as first thought. Yeah, it was a really close call down there. But in more good news in November, the border between New South Wales and Victoria opened up. That was on the 23rd. The Queensland-New South Wales border followed soon after. But we're sliding into December here with that news, Larissa. So let's get the most clicked link before we move on. It was something that was very on brand for 2020. It was a picture of the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree, that famous Christmas tree that goes up in New York. I actually remember this one. It was looking sparse. It was looking a bit forlorn. It was less than enthusiastic is how I would put it. Oh, weren't we all about this time of the year? (laughs) Good point. Let's whip through December. It's recent, so it should be a breeze. Should it? (laughs) We'll see. December has had a few themes of sorts and they all follow on from what's happened across the whole of 2020. First is the heightened focus on our relationship with China. Yeah, it was very early in December when a Chinese foreign ministry official posted a fake image to Twitter portraying an Australian soldier holding a knife to the throat of an Afghan child, supposedly trying to use the alleged war crimes report to highlight grievances China has with Australia and the West. Prime Minister Scott Morrison called for the tweet to be deleted and plenty 
plenty of world leaders expressed their dismay with China's actions. And staying on the China theme, there's been plenty of back and forth and pain for our exporters as China moves to block a number of exports. This one is a moving feast. Yep, plenty more to come on that issue in 2021. I think you and I have both said that a few times this year. One thing that we can tie neatly in a bow and call a day on, though, is the US election result. This month, President Trump's last-ditch legal attempt to have results overturned were denied, so he's at the end of the road when it comes to disputing the election. And the process continues to move on to confirm Joe Biden as president. Not that Trump's conceded that's the case, though, of course. We also had, Larissa, those world-first media laws. They were introduced to Parliament here in Australia, which, if passed, would see Google and Facebook forced to negotiate with news publishers to pay for their content. World-first media laws. We said that a few times. Over in the UK, though, and Brexit is definitely still a thing with negotiations on trade arrangements with the EU and UK continuing. They're still being discussed, nothing much yet agreed, and that could see a bit of chaos take place in the new year. But the big news for December was the rollout of the COVID vaccine. Yeah, that's right. This month saw the UK go first, followed by Russia. And from there, many nations have followed suit, including the US. In Australia, Larissa, we're on track for a March rollout of the vaccine. And it really cannot come soon enough. We've got New South Wales dealing with an outbreak at the time of recording that has seen Sydney siders cut off from other states and borders have again closed around the country. Yeah, terrible timing in the lead up to Christmas, of course. Mm -hmm. Also in December, the drinking guidelines were revised for the first time since 2009 and we've been told to drink less. A max of 10 standard drinks in a week, in fact. To sport and the summer of cricket is upon us again at the time of recording. The biggest story in cricket was India's thrashing in the first test in Adelaide. All out for 36, their lowest ever test score. Very, very bruising. Mm Mm-hmm. The great thing, though, Kate, is that we're going to finish up with a good story as we do each segment. We found the best ad of 2020 in December. We did, and Squizzes loved it as well. It's a two and a half minute story about a grandfather who is living alone in isolation during COVID. It eventuates in the reunion with his family. And I got to admit, I welled up, Larissa. (laughs) I didn't. I must have a hard heart, but it is still very, very beautiful and well worth a watch. We'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. All right, Larissa, that wraps up our year in review series, looking into a crystal ball for 2021. It's no doubt going to feature a lot of China, a fair bit about tech giants, probably, and lots of continuing COVID news. No doubt there'll also be plenty of stuff to keep us smiling. There's always something which is good. We do like to highlight the quirky news, but if you do want to understand those big items a bit better, there's no better place to do that than by diving into our Squiz Shortcuts podcast, 10-minute episodes that gives context and background to a lot of these big themes that keep coming up in the news. Just search for Shortcuts in your podcast app or head to our website, thesqueeze.com.au for the written versions. As for us, we'll be back with our daily news podcast, The Squeeze Today, from Monday, so the 4th of January. We'll chat to you then. Have a good one. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. 
Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.